from the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. It's the Bill King Show. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. Go get it, dog. I'm a man. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. Hot is sitting on a firecracker. And suits so fine, they made Sinatra look like a hobo. It's a fantastic day for the United States of America. It's the Bill King Show. Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Red 7. I don't know what Red 7 means. Brought to you by Omni Nashville Hotel. 5th Avenue, downtown. Hot Rock. That's what we call a sack lunch. I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. About 15 minutes, that is Charles Arbuckle. Been having him on our shows well over 10 years. Always a pleasure when Buck is here. A few minutes out with Charles Arbuckle. Top of our two, Mike Griffith, AJC's Dog Nation, covers Georgia. You ever heard of them? They field a football team, in case you haven't heard about that. It's, it's relatively new. They won a couple of games recently, I think. But anyways, Griff will be with us talking some Georgia stuff. That is top of our two. Gator Day. Gators break down his podcast heard on all the various platforms out there. Gator Day's been with us a while. Looking forward to that as well in our number two. 615-844-5600. That is the CTO line. You have to know your acronyms to be in touch here with this program. The CTO line, the call text option line. I bring it up and I stress I'm pushing the text angle there. You guys have been good. No, you guys have been good. There's another level there. If you would like to communicate with the show, but you don't feel like you have a platform to do it, you don't like social media, you're not going to pick up the phone and put your voice on the radio, you don't like doing that. It's not your thing. Texting is the mode of transportation, so to speak, for you. 615-844-5600. I've had a few people last couple of days send me almost, not word for word, but close to the same text. Hey, Bill, I've heard you promoting this. Frankly, I didn't necessarily believe that if I texted, you would honor my thoughts or you would 
reply to me. I was surprised, Bill. I'm glad I reached out. Now, there's a chance when we get a load of them that I missed just because of sheer volume. That could happen, but that's not what I want to happen. I want to be able to get to what you want on there. I can't promise that everybody gets taken care of, but I can promise you that's my goal. And it's sincere. It is sincere. 615-844-5600. On Twitter, at Bill is King. And you can email the show, King 7 That is the number 7 at gmail.com. Little later, and I don't think I've sent this, but I've got it here packaged. Got an interview, which is pretty interesting. And we talked about it yesterday. It's Bill Shanks, who is the guy who runs all the stations that we are on in Georgia. A huge conglomerate of stations in Georgia that carry this show. Bill Shanks is the guy, and he also has his own show. And last week he had on... Paul Johnson, former Georgia Tech football coach who was very successful there and was just announced as a new member of the Georgia, state of Georgia, Football Hall of Fame. And deservedly, in that conversation that Bill Shanks had with Paul Johnson on his show late last week, Bill asks about Georgia Tech immediately following his departure when he retired, Jeff Collins taking over, and some of the things that were said that were disparaging about the program prior, meaning under Paul Johnson's tutelage. Now, let me say this, and we'll play it a little later. We don't have time now. I've known Jeff Collins. I haven't talked to him recently, but I've known Jeff since he was on staffs at various stops, Florida, et cetera, and uh, what, Southern Miss. I'm going to leave some out, but I've known him for a while, communicated with him. I don't have a fight here. I don't have a dog in this fight. No pun intended for you Georgia Bulldog fans. But Paul Johnson says there were some pretty disparaging things said by the new coach at the time, Jeff Collins, who, as we know, it did not work out for him. And he got fired a couple of years ago. Now it's with Mac Brown. But, and it's pretty demonstrative by... Paul Johnson, in this interview with Bill Shanks. It's really good. And, Patton, did I send you any of those clips? I don't think I did. Did I? Nope, you did not. Okay, I'll send them to you. We don't need them right now. It'll be, let me think about this. Probably after Gator Day is when we will be able to get to that later in hour number two. But very candid by Paul Johnson about his dislike for Jeff Collins, and uh, he just comes out and starts talking about it. It's good. It is good stuff. Let me repeat. I am not anti-Jeff Collins. It did not work out. There's no argument about that. At Georgia Tech, it was a disaster probably, right? 
I don't dislike Jeff Collins, but apparently, according to Paul Johnson, he was very derogatory about his regime and seemingly acting like a revisionist because, if you'll recall, Paul Johnson did some really good things. Nobody's going to match what Bobby Ross did in 1990 or what Bobby Dodd did back in the day. That's not what we're talking about. But Paul Johnson, boring guy as he is, so what? The guy won ball games. He ran an odd offense, a triple option offense in the ACC conference conference, which was, think about defensive coordinators. We've talked about this many times on the show. One of the worst jobs that you can have as a defensive coordinator is preparing for your next game, and now you're having to try and match up with the triple option. Something you never see outside of probably that one game you're playing and something that you can try your best to mimic in practice, but you cannot come close to duplicating it, mimicking it. You just can't. It's not the same. It's tough to mimic an I formation that matches another team in practice, even though you see formations like that regularly, right? But the triple option, if you're preparing for Georgia Tech under Paul Johnson or Navy, Army, that is brutal. As a defensive coordinator, you're not sleeping 25 hours a day trying to get ready for that, trying to mimic that in practice. That's why you would like, if you're going to play a game like that, you'd love it to be an opener where you have spring and summer to spend more time on it or an off date during the season where you got a little bit more time. A typical, you play a game on Saturday against a more conventional offense, whatever that might be, and then the very next Saturday, you're playing the triple option, you may have a day and a half, which is just a couple of hours in actual practice time, to try and install against a triple option. It's, it's a nightmare. I describe it defensively as ice skating on marbles. It's a nightmare. Paul Johnson was very successful at Georgia Tech by reasonable standards. By standards that should be considered very reasonable. Anyways, we'll get to that clip. It is really good. Really good stuff by by Coach or by a good friend, Bill Shanks. Jim in Jupiter. Checking in this morning, says Bill, Jeff Collins made chicken shite into worse chicken shite. Well, he did not improve things. That's true. I've seen coaches come after a triple option. 
and try and reverse everything in a spring. And it is an unmitigated disaster to try and undo all that. It is hard. It's hard. When Jerry DiNardo was at Vanderbilt, and he ran a form of the triple option. He ran the I-bone. It was a combination wishbone-I formation, and it actually was brilliant. He did it at Colorado, was the national assistant coach of the year, then got the Vanderbilt job and implemented it at Vanderbilt and, and frankly, did a good job, got the LSU job and bailed out of here fast out of the 615. But, oh, who (laughs) always forbid, but the coach that came in after Jerry came from the NFL from the Eagles, Rod Dowhauer. Just thought of it and tried to implement a pro style offense with that roster and with those quarterbacks. It was an absolute catastrophe. Oh my God. Square peg, round hole, whatever. All that stuff. Oh my gosh. Always a warning. Red flag when that's attempted. All right, Buck, when we come back, Omni Nashville Hotel. Good morning. Really starting to crank up with more volume on I-24 going westbound. Coming out of Murfreesboro, Rutherford County, uh, leaving Smyrna, Laverne, as you continue towards the Nashville area. Wrapping up the earlier wreck, 40 east near Briley Parkway over near B&A Airports. Had traffic a little bit slow. It's now starting to pick up westbound on I-40 coming in from Wilson County. Hey, Princess Hot Chicken has got you covered with catering. Check out that awesome menu today, princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. We all make resolutions this time of year, and let's face it, most of them won't stick. But here's one that's not only easy to keep, but will help you feel healthier all year long. Navage. Navage provides quick, drug-free nasal relief by washing saline in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out of the other nostril. This time of year, when everyone is sick, Navage helps by sucking out germs, bacteria, and viruses trapped in our noses that cause us to feel miserable. And come allergy season, it does the same with dust, pollen, and other allergens. And unlike medications that can take time to help, if they're effective at all, Navage helps treat congestion symptoms in seconds flat, without drugs. This New Year's resolve to use drug-free Navage to help you breathe easier, sleep better, and feel healthier all year long. Ask for Navage at Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Target, or find us online at Navage.com. Navage. N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose. Healthy life. 
buyandtow.com. Get cash for junk cars. Do you have a vehicle that's become a problem? You can get cash in your hand today and your vehicle hauled away. They'll buy your vehicle no matter the condition, in your driveway, at your mechanic shop, or even on the side of the road. You can call them at 615-480-6473 or visit buyandtow.com. Get cash in your hand today and your vehicle hauled away. 615-480-6473, buyandtow.com. That's buyandtow.com. Are you ready for some March Madness? Then don't miss out on any of the action at the High Valley Conference Basketball Championship presented by United Fidelity as the return of the Ford Center downtown Evansville for March 6th through the 9th as the first entries into the men's and women's NCAA basketball tournaments are crowned. All session tickets and single game tickets are now on sale to each OVC school's ticket office, Ticketmaster, and the Ford Center box office. Visit ovcsports.com forward slash Evansville for more details and be there to OVC it in person. While working, he eats kale and pets a cat. Bill King is a multitasker. How's that, Buckle? Joins us on Tuesdays, Buck. Always a pleasure to have you here. Have not gotten your thoughts yet on Eric Bieniemy joining your club. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good move. Um, you know, Eric should be a head coach or should have had an opportunity by now. Um, but, but I think, you know, he's been, he's been at UCLA before. Deshaun Foster needs a offensive coordinator, somebody that he can really, you know, help him with that side of the ball. And, uh, I think Eric, I think it'll be a good move for Eric. I think it's a good opportunity for him to show that he can run the show. And then, uh, maybe it's two years three years and then he gets a chance to be a head coach somewhere. So no, I think it's a good, I think it's really good. Uh, probably the best that you can have at this point, Bill, uh, because you have a guy, a that and Deshaun that cares about UCLA and wants to recruit and do some things there. And then you have Eric who is from the West coast, went to Banning, uh, uh Bishop of Mott. I think I, I, I can't remember which school he went to, but I know he's from the West coast and it, it gives you, uh, just a, a real good opportunity to, to have some stability, which I don't think they've had, and they're going to need that going into the to the Big Ten. It's going to be tough first couple of years. We we all know that, but I think this is probably the best the best that you can have in this situation. What type of offense will he run? You know, that's an interesting thing. I mean, I would imagine that will have to be some flavor of what they do with the, the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I, I would say the first half of the season they were doing a pretty good job in Washington. And then, you know, that offensive line was pretty, pretty horrific in Washington and they, uh, start getting some injuries at different positions. But I would imagine we'd see a mix of the Kansas City offense and some of what, uh, Washington was running earlier, uh, in the season before all those injuries and, uh, offensive line play kind of derailed them. You know, physical, you know, definitely you want to run the football, but play action pass game and giving guys opportunity. There'd probably be some RPO in there too. I mean, there's enough guys on that staff with Jerry Neuheisel and Deshaun Foster that, you know, Pat, Patrick Mahomes is really, he's given that offense. So they do some things uh, that I think would be advantageous for college players. But then you also have the pro style attack and pro understanding and the principles there that you got to have those guys understand. Yeah, and it was Bishop Amat. That's cool. Charles Buckle with us Tuesdays. 
Buck, the News Friday, the court case in East Tennessee, in essence, the ruling says injunction granted, and even though the collectives, and I'm sure the coaches were talking to players, negotiating money, now that basically has been freed up to do whatever the heck you want to do, which, again, Buck, just to reiterate, they were doing it anyways, yeah, what does yeah. this mean? Uh, uh, Bill, I, I, it's funny you ask that because that was the same thing. No matter how many times I've heard people explain it, no matter how many times I've read information about it, I, I just think it means, look, we're we're going to not touch this, right? It, it, that's what it feels like to me. It could be something different to someone else, but we're going to let this pass and do what, what you guys see fit. And who are the you guys? And who are the per- people that are going to – you know, uh, legislate it or, or work through it because they can't rely on Congress or the government to to, ha- to lend a hand. So it just seems like it's um, it's a situation where it's a, it's, they're pushing each side is pushing it off on the other, and I don't think we're going to get a clear delineation of it until they until somebody steps in or if you had a commissioner that could really play a role in it. So that I don't know where it's going to go. I mean, I just think it. It clearly is not one thing that they want that either side wants to touch, and the courts have now allowed it to say, like you said, we know what's going on. <laughs> so, yeah. do we need do we need that uh, said to us this many times, or do we have somebody that can say, hey, here's what it should look like, and here's how we can help uh, set this thing in the right direction? Does our buckle on Tuesdays, Buck? We were just talking, Bill Shanks, who runs all the state uh, the stations in Georgia that carry this show, he's got his own show there in Georgia, and he had on Paul Johnson, uh-huh. and Paul was just announced into the Georgia College Football Hall of Fame, the State Hall of Fame, but interesting, he took some shots at Jeff Collins and uh, said Jeff said some very disparaging things about him when he took over the job, and how he had to clean everything up, and he took umbrage because he said, we were very successful when I was at Georgia Tech running the show. Yeah, Bill. Well, how many times do we see that? Whenever the new coach comes in, he usually uh, eviscerates the old coach, even if he was a legend, right? I mean, it's – I don't – you know, was was there talent deficit for the style that Jeff Collins wanted to run? Absolutely. We know that was the case. Um, This – was he also, you know, directing everything at the recruiting that Paul did? Probably, because there's diff- they're going to recruit different kind of kids. But at the end of the day, is a fine line, and no matter how much you try to appease the former coach that comes in and, and say, hey, he did a nice job, because he did. Paul Johnson did a really good job with Georgia Tech. They were competitive. They were fighting for ACC championships. A lot of people didn't like to see that because they were option, a true triple option team. But I always enjoyed speaking with Paul. He always had a good understanding of, you know, his guys were competitive and they played hard. So I think that's probably why he was upset. And, and you know, and I, and I think at the end of the day, I've never seen those situations go smoothly. I mean, uh, unless that coach is sitting in an office down the hall where you can go down to him and talk to him and say, hey, tell me how you did this and why. Because generally when those things happen, the former coach never really comes around. 
because he's pissed at the school, rightfully so, if they let him go unceremoniously or if he was let go because he should have been let go. And then at the end of the day, that, that's just going to happen. Feelings are going to be hurt, and it's just part of the course. You know, Bill, getting back to – I just did want to get back to your part about the what the judge did in Tennessee. Yeah. I think the issue of amateurism also – we've been – you know, they've been trying to say that for years. It's been a sham, right? Um, right. But I think – those are the things now. When are we going to make? When are we going to call it what it is? You know, college sports is not. You know, student athlete is not amateurism. It's not any of that. It's it's a the the feeder system for the pro model, right? And I think that's what that ruling also does. And more of it as we watch, that's what we're going to see more and more of because now you're paying you're paying the players, right? We've always they've always been paid, but now there's no reason why you can't with these injunctions and what the NCAA is, is battling. And so sooner or later, are you going to unionize? How are you going to do it? How are you going to make these folks uh, true uh, employees of your university? How, how are you going to do that? And I think that's the part that everybody is waiting to see. Cade up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, says, Bill, ask Buck what his thoughts on when it comes to Marvin Harrison Jr. skipping the combine and his pro day, basically telling the NFL coaches to watch the tape. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I, I think he's got enough on tape. The only concern I have is there's going to be some teams that get turned off to it. There are going to be some teams that won't. You know, Marvin Harrison Jr. put a lot on tape. He did a, a lot of good stuff. And some guys have skipped pro day and it hasn't hurt them. Um, I, I think the one thing is there are always going to be a few coaches that say, Hey, at least I want to see how you catch the ball here. I want to see you do this. Uh, but for whatever reason, he and his, his agent have probably said we don't need to. And let's see if it comes back to hurt them. Generally, it hasn't, it hasn't always hurt those top tier guys. I don't know if this will be the same with him, but if there's something that picks up during this time where he shows something that these scouts, the word will get out. It'll be two things. Watch what happens. They'll say, Oh, he has, he has a bad attitude. Teams sometimes put that smoke screen out there because they don't want anybody else to pick them. We, we've heard that happen historically. So it'll be interesting to watch what happens moving forward to see if that becomes one of the things. Or, hey, he didn't want to run because he's not as fast. You know, all these little things you'll hear that are put out there, sometimes not by the teams that don't want to pick, take them, but more so by the teams that actually want to take them. Is he that kind of player? Is he so good, so overwhelmingly a star that it really doesn't matter? You know, I, I don't know. Sometimes guys, get, and he may have his own reasons, Bill. He may be nicked up. He may not feel like he can, you know, it could be something that we don't know that we might find out later. I don't, yes. I've not heard that Marvin Harrison Jr. is a bad kid. Not at all. No, uh, not the, at all. The, yeah. And that's why I said I don't ever, um, you know, he's a hard worker. He's committed to the game. I mean, you know, his dad was a very quiet guy that, that made plays. He's different in size, uh, but he's got a lot of ability. And I don't think it'll hurt him in the sense that, oh, we're not going to draft you because you didn't go to pro day. Uh, because to me, it's like uh, glorified, you know, underwear Olympics. You're out there in shorts. People see you. Just because you, you can catch everything there doesn't mean you're going to catch, you know, a dig route with – one of those safeties coming down on you, even though they can't blast you like they used to back in the day, you still got to catch the ball. So I, I don't, I think he's going to be fine. I'm just saying that's how things happen. If he, if something happens at the combine where 
they ask him a question and he defers or doesn't want to answer. You know, it's, it's all that kind of little BS that you had to deal with during this time of the year. You do. And, and that's why I think he's still going to be a high, high round draft pick. I think he's going to have a really good pro career if he can stay healthy. It's just, just some of the things that he's able to do. He's, uh, he's got a, he's got a lot of ability and I think we'll see it at the next level played out. I don't remember who the NFL guy was. It was a star, but I was talking to him, and I think I've told you this before, Buck. We were talking about interviewing at the Combine with various teams, just sitting down with the GM and coach or whoever and some other folks, and I said, what's the weirdest thing they ever asked you? And he said, one guy asked him, do you enjoy the taste of your own blood? Yeah, I've heard some of what? those crazy ones. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> that that that's out of left field. But you, yeah, I mean, you do get those questions, man. You can get some of the strangest things. I can't remember specifics, but we all came out of there. And this is nineteen ninety. Yeah. Uh before, you know, HR could do anything and they asked guys some crazy crap, man. And uh you know, like who gave them these questions to ask? Because, you know, you used to bring Myers and certain things like that, but some of those dudes went off the reservation and they started asking crap that you were like, I know your HR didn't allow you to ask this, but I'm going to answer it anyway. So I can <laughs> try to figure out how to get to the league. Man. <laughs> Mike the Mad Dog in Noonan, Georgia. Bill, ask Buck if he became the college football commissioner, if they had one, and it was you, Buck. What would you do to make it better? Mm. That's a loaded question, Mike. I know. Uh, you know, the first thing to try to find some uniformity in figuring out how to get all of these conferences aligned. So that means I'd, I'd be working on that for years, right? Because <laughs> we know there's a power two now and then everybody else. But you've got to get some you got to figure out how to get the alignment between those now that we're going to 12 and probably 16 and other things. And then you've got to also work to how, to, how, how are you going to work on your game? How are you going to put parameters around NIL and transfer portal? I mean, there's so much work. I think there's, uh, but the few first few things is getting people to align on a common vision because right now the SEC, rightfully so, is going to care about the SEC. The Big Ten is going to care about the Big Ten and so on. ACC, Big 12, you know. So you have to figure out how to get folks to, to understand that in order for this game to continue to be strong, we've got to have a common purpose. Not meaning that we're going to always agree and there's no, we're going to sing Kumbaya. But if you don't, this history shows the Pac-12 gone away. The Southwest Conference imploded on itself. Other conferences have come before, and they thought they were too big to fail. We can't have that for the whole game itself. We've got to figure out how to make the game better and stronger in spite of our differences as opposed to all the things we say individually make us better. So I think that's the one, to me, that's the one thing I kind of keep seeing over and over, and that's, and that's not easy. You talk about a tough job, but I think that would be the first thing you'd have to do because everybody has their own opinion on how to do it. You've got to get them in the room to sit down and understand how you can make them at least see how we can make this better for the common good of college football. This might not be popular, but I said when asked the same question, I would get rid of the committee and go back to computers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure that might come up, Bill. 
And so you'd have the computer pick the 12 games? The 12 yeah, I teams? mean, I don't remember, you know, maybe updated or what have you, but I'd have 10 yeah. computers, whatever, and, and go with that route. I, if you go back and look at the BCS and you draw it at four, they got it right every time. They would have had it right every time. Yeah, yeah, no, you, you got a good point. See, and those are the kind of things you have to sit down and not automatically say that's not a good idea because you got to figure out is, is there some merit to it? Right. And do you put the computer and match it up to what would if we have had 12 teams the last two or three years? I mean, you got to do a lot of research on it. But I do think there has to be a way to get people to understand um, we, we, you got to, if you're going to keep this game moving in the right direction, it's going to change. It's not going to be the same. But how do we evolve and help each other figure out what's best for this college football game? Tells our buckle each and every Tuesday. But appreciate it, man. We'll see you again next Tuesday. All right, Bill. Take care. There he is. But outstanding every time. Top of the hour, Griff. Griff right now is scheming on what to say, how to say it to make as many of you mad as it can. That's that's the goal right now, about 25 minutes out on Griff. It's the scheme. It's the scheme right now. Omni Nashville Hotel. Morning, mobbing up this wreck over here from earlier near the airport. It's just a little bit of rubbernecking still exists on 40 going eastbound at Briley Parkway. That's near B&A Airport. Again, that should start to improve a bit. Now, it's heavy on 40 coming westbound out of uh, Wilson County. Uh, it's on the increase as well on 24 westbound uh, through the Antioch area. All that heavy traffic flow making its way in from Murfreesboro, Rutherford County. Hey, 24-7 reliable crane and rigging services right here in Middle Tennessee. Yes, it's Tomahawk Crane and Rigging. Check them out today at TomahawkCrane.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Hi, I'm Jeff Fisher. You know, you've probably heard by now that the Nashville Cats are coming back to Music City. Well, you are correct. They're coming back and they're coming in hot starting April 27th with the first of five home games at the historic Municipal Auditorium. There will be an additional game at FM Bank Arena in mid-May up in Clarksville and that will be honoring our military. Single game tickets as well as season tickets are on sale now. For more information, come visit thenashvillecats.com. Bob Steak and Chop House, located in the Omni Nashville Hotel, is a nationally renowned steakhouse specializing in the finest corn-fed Midwestern prime beef. The menu formula is simple. Incredible meat, gigantic shrimp, fabulous salads, and decadent desserts. Start your experience at Bob's with the fried calamari or fresh scallops seared in Texas burnt honey. All the beef at Bob Steak and Chop House are USDA prime cuts from the traditional fillet 
filet of tenderloin and ribeye to the adventurous Kansas City bone-in strip. They even have two different surf and turf options. And if you're looking for the other white meat, Bob Steak and Chop House serves a dry-aged pork tomahawk with homemade applesauce. Fresh seafood is on the menu from salmon to scampi and even fresh lobster tail. For reservations, give them a call or log on to the Omni Nashville Hotel website. Bob Steak and Chop House at the Omni Nashville Hotel. With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. Package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks, and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer leasing company. It's StarLeasing.com to learn more. Hey, it's John Burton from News Channel 5. And it's Patton Cook from Nashville Sports Radio. We are excited for our new show, JB and the General, every Monday through Friday right here on WNSR Nashville Sports Radio. Talking all things Titans, Nashville SC, Preds, anything you want, we can talk. And we don't mind going off the beaten path once in a while as well. Again, that's every Monday through Friday, 9 to 11, right here on WNSR. doesn't know everything about college football Mm, yeah he does it's the bill king show Down in Florida. Not Natty Danny. No. Dan from the 813 down in Florida. Bill. Lou, as in Lou Holtz, basically ran the wishbone his entire decade at Notre Dame and had great success with it. But Ron Palace probably should have never run that offense. Then maybe he could have won the seven Heisman trophies that Bino Cook predicted. Ah, offense, you're right, does not fit his skill set. We'll we'll talk to Coach Pete. Coach Pete was gone by then. I think Coach Pete left after 89. You have to correct me on that when he was on that staff. And uh, in essence, what happened is Lou hired Skip, which took Pete's spot. That's where the that's where some of the bad blood began there, and uh, it's it's patched up. Coach Pete has told us here on the show it's gotten patched up. They they've hugged it out a bit through the years since then. Jim and Jupiter, Bill, and this is back to. Uh, the question about being a czar of college football commissioner, what would you do? I talked about getting rid of the committee. That's what I would do. 
and I would go back to the computers. By the way, that question is what got me into the mode to use the S-bomb on the show Saturday. Yeah, it, it was that. That was the catalyst that somehow incited me to go on air, terrestrial radio, with an S-bomb, which I've never done before, ever, ever, ever. But it happened. Jim and Jupiter, Bill, the BCS computer had Florida State in the playoffs. So, Bill, bleep Herbie, and also, Bill, bleep the clown show committee. That one won't go away. And it's it'll be around 10 years from now that'll come up. 20 years from now that'll come up. Now, this is not necessarily the best example and everybody's got their opinion on this one and I'm not looking to change the show into this topic but an example of something that happens that will never go away to a fan base would be 1997 Peyton Manning not winning the Heisman Charles Woodson won it now again I, I don't really I'm not looking for your your side on this But Tennessee fans will never forget that. That was 25, 26, whatever, many years ago. But they're not going to get over it, and I get it. I mean, whether whether you agree with it, maybe. Look, the, the voters voted for Woodson, meaning they had him in the one slot. Manning led the whole way, and then towards the end with the season Woodson had, and they ended up winning and splitting the national championship that year with Dr. Tom, and he played offense, and he was an incredible corner, and all that. And the momentum turned to him. And there was a feeling from Tennessee fans that ESPN was the Pied Piper in all of this. Now, again, that's not my point, but my point is something that never goes away completely would be an example like that. With Florida State fans, whether you agree with them or not, 25 years from now, the year 03 where they got left out undefeated in league champions in a 14 playoff will still be a point of contention. That one will never go away. There is a similar angle here. Remember, again, 97, the theory was the Pied Piper and the Catalyst, other than Woodson had a hellacious year. I'm not even going to try and suggest otherwise. Incredible. But ESPN was the Pied Piper here. Well, when it comes to Florida State being left out, ESPN, college football playoff money, their power, all of that. Whether you agree with that theory or not, there's a similar thread there in the two stories. That's about it with the similarity. But 25, 30 years from now, Florida State fans will point to this season that we just played and say, we got thefted, y'all. We got ripped off there. That's that's just 
the way it works. Time in Myrtle Beach. Bill, Marvin Harrison Jr. does not need to run combine drills to up his draft status. It's not about ego or bad attitude. He's been advised to not participate. Any team that says he has a bad attitude is just trying to keep him on their draft board. I really don't know what anybody said about him. I haven't heard anything about him. Never heard anything about Marvin Harrison Jr. other than dude's a baller, which you don't need anybody to tell you that, right? We'll get the break here. Top of the hour, Griff. He's scheming. I know it. He's scheming right now. Omni Nashville Hotel. Good morning. Really starting to crank up with more volume. Trying to get out of Murfreesboro, Rutherford County. Headed towards the Nashville area up through Antioch on 24 going westbound. I see some traffic developing over here. Some volume on Vietnam Vets uh, through Hendersonville. Working your way towards Conference Drive. A little bit of radar this morning uh, in parts of Wilson County, especially the Mount Juliet area. So be careful. 24-7 reliable crane and rigging services right here in Middle Tennessee. It's Tomahawk Crane and Rigging. They're online at TomahawkCrane.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. In a single moment, everything can change. When a player's sudden cardiac event brought a national football game to a halt, it shone a spotlight on the importance of CPR readiness. Now, with youth sports in full swing, the American Heart Association is rallying parents and coaches to be ready in an emergency. To be ready, learn hands-only CPR. It's a skill anyone can learn in minutes. Visit heart.org slash handsonlycpr and become a lifesaver today. Attention business owners. WNSR has some exciting opportunities for your business to thrive in the dynamic world of sports radio advertising. As the proud home of some of your favorite sports teams like the Atlanta Braves, Memphis Grizzlies, and more, we understand the power of sports in bringing people together and creating a passionate community. We believe that your business can become an integral part of this experience, reaching a diverse and engaged audience. Contact the WNSR sales team for an opportunity to discuss how Nashville's Sports Radio can elevate your brand to new heights. Whether you're interested in a specific sponsorship package or would like a customized solution, we are here to meet your advertising needs. Call 615-844-1039, 615-844-1039, or email saleswnsr at gmail.com. That's saleswnsr at gmail.com. <clears throat> oh, beautiful gold rush with your sparkling top prize. You surely are a sight for sore eyes. And jackpot slots with your chance of $75,000 winners. Oh, how I'd take you for a candlelight dinner. Uh, sounds like people are really loving the new February Instant Game from the Tennessee Lottery. Play today for your chance to win up to $5 million. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. 
It's a Bill King show. Like I mentioned, I thought Nick had a good five years still left in it. This one comes as a complete shock to me. If I sat here and said, I had a feeling, guys, Nick was trending, I'd be lying. I'd just be, that'd be the host trying to act like he knew something he didn't know. Why would I present that to you? I am shocked. I was taken aback by it. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. Bill King doesn't need a countdown clock because he already knows when football season starts. Bill King Show, brought to you by the palatial, lovely Omnisville Hotel. Beach. Bill, Manning losing the Heisman or Kiffin leaving after one season, which one do Vol fans hate the most? Not even close, Manning. Now, the Kiffin one was highly charged briefly. The way he left, the media scrum, Bud Ford, the SID there for all those years, mishandling it. And the media arguing with each other. It was just a big mess. It's You can go back in YouTube, but it's out there. Kiffin's kind of trying to stand there. You know, he's feeling uncomfortable. He's trying to get the heck out of town. He's going back home to Southern Cal. It was crazy. But, no, that was that's a spectacle that will always be remembered. But... Fans don't sit around and stew over it, right? It it happened. It happened, and uh, he's gone. He was only there a year. It's not like he was an alum or had some connection there, or it just happened. But, no, the Manning thing is, is a forever item for them. Again, whether you agree with their premise or not, that will always be a situation where – they struggle with it. And I remember I remember driving. I was coming from some relative's house, and um, it was around Thanksgiving, and, and just remembered sensing that this thing was switching to, to Woodson. Tug and Mount Dora. Bill, maybe if Peyton could have beaten Florida, he would have won, but we know that didn't happen. That's always been brought up. Man, he did not beat them. He went 0 for 4. Yes. Just saying. No fan in the 863. Bill, wonder what kind of mood Griff, a.k.a. Little Fine Bomb, will be in for today. I don't know. I can't tell you. I'll ask him. I'll tell you what. I'll ask him about Marvin Harrison Jr. and... God knows what his reply is going to be. Griff loves the senior bowl, the combine, all that kind of stuff. He loves it, and good for him. I'll get his thoughts on that. 
That'd have been a good question for all those years we had Chris Landry on the show too. Yeah, Chris so adept when it comes to those type items. Georgia Dog says, Bill, I will go down in history for asking the question that brought on an epic slip of the tongue. Yeah, it happened. I, I, I don't know if it was because I, when I get through the week, and I love my weeks, right? Love what I do. I don't look forward to the end of the week. I love every minute of it. I love the the process. I love doing it. I love the mental aspect of it. I love learning. But when I get to the weekend, I my brain just naturally goes down to about 20% mode when it comes to the show, right? And I don't know if if I'd have been doing this show here, I don't know if that would have happened, but I'm just not. It's a Saturday morning. I do that show every week, and it's it's fun show. I enjoy it, and I, I just think my, I just wasn't there. I just wasn't. As sharp as I needed to be, but that, I think it's funny. I, I don't. I don't regret it at all. I think it's hilarious. I, I didn't mean to do it, but since it happened and it's out, I think it's funny. That's something I never ever even thought about. What if you accidentally slipped up and said a bad word, a cuss word, right? One that you're not supposed to say. It never occurred to me that that could happen. That's what's even funnier. That's something that if, again, that thought never, ever even occurred to me that I could be talking and just all of a sudden, shite, and there it is, right? Now I'm careful. Even when I say the word shite, it's like I have to go slow so I don't do it wrong. That's the other funny part about it. It's got me, it's got me sensitive, yeah, it does. Aaron in the 615. Bill, I know it's splitting hairs, but Peyton was 0-3, not 0-4. Uh, his freshman year, 94. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Now, they, that was the game they lost at home. I think it was 31 nothing. And was, was Helton still with the team? I know the Mississippi State game is the one where he got hurt, and that was it. I'm not going to mess my future up. But, and Colquitt got hurt in the opener that year. He was long gone as a player for them with a knee injury. But, anyways, yeah. It was it was still a group effort, I guess, at that time. Not that it would have mattered. That, that Florida team came in there and dominated. But. No, good point. Yeah, good point. All right. We'll take the break, Griff, as we continue. Mike Griffith, AJC's Dog Nation. <laughs> 